Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg with your host, psychologist and author, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Living Well with Dr. Peg explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics brought to you by SSI Guardian. Living Well with Dr. Peg shares effective and practical psychological strategies based on biblical principles for living well and staying safe. To listen to previous episodes, learn more about Dr. Peg's mental health and safety workshops, or to register for an upcoming VIP personal transformation retreat. Visit drpegradio.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, which is brought to you every week by our sponsor, SSI Guardian. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education and solutions. If you're a parent or teacher or administrator in a K 12 school, be sure to go to SSIGuardian.com to learn more about their products and services. Well, Living Well with Dr. Peg is coming to you from Denver, Colorado, and streaming around the world online and from your smartphone apps. And if you missed last week's episode or any episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, be sure to go to drpegradio.com for the program archives or to connect with our sponsor, SSI Guardian, and to learn more about my books, Doggy Tales, and do something different for a change. Well, today we have a really important topic that will make your life go a lot more smoothly Do you often feel resentful because you have a hard time saying no? Well, today my guest is Minister Nicole Davis, author of the book Defining Moments, and she's going to explain how boundaries keep us safe and help improve our relationships with others. But before we turn to our discussion with Nicole, I want to remind you that you only have a few more days to register for my June 17th Do Something Different for a Change personal transformation retreat in Denver. Space is limited. So to secure your seat, you need to act now and go to drpegradio.com. But if you're not sure what you can expect from the retreat, I've invited one of my past participants to share his experiences and help you feel confident that participating in the retreat is the right thing for you in this season. Antoine Johnson, welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg. Thanks for being here in the studio and uh, being willing to share with my listeners about your experience in my Do Something Different for Change retreat. Of course. Well, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and why you decided to participate in the retreat? I know you as a gifted uh, dancer and, and, and worshiper. Yes. And um, so uh, talk to us a little bit about um, kind of where, where you are and where you were hoping to go and why you thought the retreat would be beneficial. Okay. Um, so to start out, I began reading your book, Do Something Different for a Change. And after reading the first chapter, some of the encouragement was to have an accountability partner. And so I remember calling you up and saying, hey, would you be my accountability partner as I go through this process of change? Um, What I was looking for in the retreat was um, expanding my horizons in my dancing, um, a part of growing as an artist, you have to be open mm. to change and you have to be willing to do something new. And so um, the retreat was like a breakout of all of the things that kind of were um, encompassing in, in some ways like bondage in 2016 mm. and really starting 2017 with a new start, fresh perspective, um, Um, Also, stirring up of the zeal that I had, Um, it was still flame burning, but at times I can say um, 
through the course of life, some things can become dormant. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted a reactivation in um, who I am, what I'm looking to do, and where I'm trying to go. Excellent. And we met on New Year's Eve, so it really was a a good way to be out with the old and in with with the the new. new. And I know I had a lot of high expectations uh, for the retreat and for the participants. And I'd be interested to know about your expectations and and then what some of the key takeaways were or significant aspects of your retreat experience. I think um, some of my expectations going in, I was just so open. I um, knew what I had received out of the book. It was awesome. Um, Just even with the first chapter, getting out of bed, um, brokenness, empty, and I think... And disconnected. Disconnected. (laughs) So I was just expecting from... um, the beginning that it will be intriguing and it was the dialogue and conversation and even the openness um, and the candidness of the other people who were there with us really was a welcoming environment and it also helped me to see that I wasn't alone Mm -hmm. in the process Um, but then also journeying on through seeking change individually and collectively at a group you could see where everybody was looking for the same thing and how we all just came together on the same venture And even um, post our retreat, our group still continuing to meet after the fact and having a little text conversation throughout the week Mm -hmm. on how everybody's doing, how their lives have changed. And even so, for me, the goal was to dance this year and even seeing the expansion of that professionally, um, which was huge. Yeah, yeah. So one of your goals was really just to open up and grow as an artist yes. and move forward. And uh, we we have seen that happen. You danced in Romeo and Juliet at Cleo Parker Robinson's uh, uh, dance uh, theater here in Denver. And it was just a beautiful performance, a beautiful production. Yeah. And then you just received a, a great honor and award, didn't you? Yes, I was nominated for a scholarship at Cleo Parker Robinson Dance. I didn't receive the scholarship, but her and I are still in conversations about what are the next steps. Um, I'm still continuing in my training as a dancer. I took a class. I did receive a scholarship, though, with Samba Colorado. Um, shout out to Cabrina. <laughs> she um, has been helping me expand my artistry, and I'm doing some um, potential teaching through her company, as well as setting some choreography in terms of a master class, um, doing some dancing with our church, Um which is huge, working with some young kids um, and helping them develop their artistry Mm. um, through mentorship and also um, helping them dream and cultivate their dreams. I think what I gained the most out of doing something different for a change, the retreat, was that I can do anything that I put my mind to as long as I'm willing to change. Mm. And that's the, I think that was the key takeaway. And I think anyone who comes to the retreat You have to have that heart to really want the change and to keep on fighting for the change, even if you fall off course Mm -hmm. or you have some setbacks or um, the change may be painful. It may be hurtful to hurtful in terms of um, feeling the pain of some of the things that you've been through. But once you grasp what you've truly been through and able to feel the emotions of what it is, the highs, the lows, the all of it you can really move forward Mm -hmm. and it's no longer the stuffing things up under the mat syndrome, but removing the map um, or the mat, excuse me, sweeping up whatever that is, Mm -hmm. discarding of it and then cleaning the surface and then 
reapplying the mat to yeah. that area. So I, I mean, it was an awesome experience. I would encourage anyone to do it. Amen. Amen. And and you really have captured my goals and intention and for the and my vision for the retreat is to help people really see where am I. Where do I want to go and what's holding me back? Because so many people say they want change, but they're not willing to make changes. They want something different, but they don't do something different. Why? Because you hit the nail on the head. Change is hard. It's scary. And it does come at a cost. Yeah. But with the proper tools and insights and support, you can do it. And with the help of the Holy Spirit. And so it's just been a blessing um, not only to have seen your enthusiasm um, going into it, but certainly coming out of it. You kind of were the leader of that small group of folks who went through the retreat. You kind of pulled them together so that they, you all could be accountable to one another beyond the retreat. And so um, people can hire a coach or continue on in different organized um, interventions and resources, but you all kind of took matters into your own hands and became a support group and coaches for one another. And that just blessed my heart to see you all do that. It was awesome. Yeah, thanks so much, Antoine Johnson, for being willing to share your experiences. And you've you've agreed to stick around for the hour and join in our conversation with my guest, Nicole. Yes. Davis, excellent. Thanks again, Antoine. if listeners, if you want to, like Antoine, benefit from attending my Do Something Different for Change Personal Transformation Retreat on Saturday, June 17th in Denver, all you need to do is go to drpegradio.com and click on Retreat uh, to register, and I'll look forward to seeing you there. So we're going to be talking about boundaries today with my guest, Nicole Davis. And uh, uh, Nicole Davis, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Dr. Thanks Pei. for being here in the studio. I'm really excited. You actually, um, we, we spoke a couple weeks ago and you actually pointed me to Pastor Larry Thomas, who was my guest yes. last uh, yes. last uh, couple weeks ago. And so um, I appreciated that. And um, you can tell a person by the people they hang with and he was good people. And so I know you're, I know you're good people as well. So you keep good company. Um, and I know um, you also participated in a writing retreat of mine, a writing workshop, and then you took your own little personal retreats because you're the author of a wonderful book called Defining Moments, Define Your Moment, Change Your Life, 31 Days of Inspiration to Grow and to Change. Yes, so it's yes. like you're preaching to the <laughs> choir. You're, right. you're, you're speaking my language. Wonderful. <laughs> yes. And I did get it. I have an opportunity to participate in some of your writing retreats and First of all, let me say thank you to you, Dr. Pegg, for making the information that you have available to others. And can I say this? Mm-hmm. Making it affordable. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's just for me. I just, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but I really went in looking for steps and the process, the one, two, three mm-hmm. of how to self publish because it wasn't an intimidating um, thought for me and an idea, but. I received exactly what I needed, and mm-hmm. and I came back, I believe, for another workshop, mm-hmm. and uh, just everything that I received really pointed me in the right direction, and I was really able to. So, for those who are listening, looking to self-publish, you really walk away with the information that you need to do. Step one, go to step two, go to step three. So, I really appreciate mm-hmm. the information. You're welcome, and I am going to be offering another um, nonfiction writing self-publishing. Um, one day intensive very soon. And even um, for those who are are not ready for the actual nuts and bolts, step one, step two, I think the personal transformation retreat is beneficial because it really helps you get in touch with what is my mission? What's my purpose? What's my message? What's my voice? Okay. Uh, what What do I really need to share with the world? And am I 
am I ready to be transparent? Because it really is a, a labor of love. It's like giving birth right. to a part of yourself yes. to self-publish a book, isn't <laughs> it? It is. You're putting is. yourself out there you for are. everyone to know and judge because right. they're going to judge and critique the book and all That's of that. Right. And, and, so, and critique you and, yeah. and your actions and what you do and how you behave. Yeah. When they see you out at, I don't know, Freddy's getting yeah. a cheeseburger. I mean, <laughs> and so, like yeah, that. you're 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 putting yourself out there as someone who has a message, uh, who has a, a devotional really is what your book is. Um, defining moments. Uh, so t- tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, how you came to write your book. You know, what what was the passion behind this particular book and a little bit about your ministry? Well, what's interesting is this isn't the book that I thought I was going mm. to write. And the Lord told me, you're not ready to write that book. Um, <laughs> <They're>, excuse me, <laughs> God. <laughs> right, right. You're not ready to write that book. But it's interesting. I used to uh, do a uh, blast, and I, and I still do it now for There's Still Life, and I'll talk about that. But in 2006, I would we would have workshops and and, and classes on Monday nights. And so then on Tuesdays, I would always send information out to the participants. Um, this is what we talked about on last night. And uh, the Lord had me to pick this up a couple of years ago when we started an event that we do, Overcomer, as a way to stay in contact with the women that attended that event. So whatever the message is that we were talking about in January, we could enforce that message through the rest of the year. And so that's how Defining Moments came to be, started the Tuesday Touch again, and then a couple of people were just like, that's a book. Oh, that's a book. <laughs> and so I really look at it as a tool that God has given me to help encourage others. <laughs> it, it's a tool of the ministry, There's Still Life, and There's Still Life is a, a ministry that focuses on personal and spiritual development, growth, maturity, and transformation. <laughs> and so we've been... I've been doing classes and workshops probably for over 14 years. Amen. And you're one of those people, I think, in the kingdom of God who uh, in the past has flown below the radar, beneath the radar, kind of one of those stealth ministers who's doing great work for the kingdom and and sowing seeds and um, transforming, helping to transform lives. And, um, you know, God has elevated you on a new platform uh, and, and your book is a tool and it is a way uh, to bring your message and ministry to more people. That's the right. beauty of writing a book, you know, <laughs> is, uh, you know, people may be able to get to know you here in Denver, Colorado, and come to a mm-hmm. workshop. Uh, but when you write a book, anyone and everyone in the whole entire world has access right. to the That's message right. that God has uh, entrusted in you. And um, your book is available on Amazon and, and you'll get your Amazon, you know, royalty reports. And, right. and if you haven't already, you're going to see, one day somebody from around the world has purchased right. your book and What's what an honor, what it what a privilege, honor. right? Yes, for God is. to use you in that way. I think I'm still getting used to that. I'm a published author. I yes. really still think Amen. it hasn't sunk in Well, we're going to keep on but. saying it, Antoine, while, <laughs> while she's here today, at least, so she gets used to hearing it. So tell us what a defining moment is. And um, I'll ask you, in, in addition to de- defining what does that even mean, what one of your favorite or biggest defining moments has been? And Antoine, I'll ask you that as well, so you have time to think about okay. your answer. What is a defining moment? Your book is called Defining Moments. Right. And, you know, I was reading a quote the other day, and the quote said, you're only one decision away from a totally different life. Ooh, amen. And I was like, wow. And that could be negative in a negative way or positive mm-hmm. way, but we're focusing on the positive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the, it's me being in a situation or any of us being in a situation where we are going to respond differently than we have before. 
we're going to have not only a different response, but a different perspective, hopefully a God perspective. Um, we're going to have a different way of a, a different perception. Um, our response is going to be different. Our attitude is going to be different in that moment. We mm-hmm. could just give in to being the same person that we were the last time, right? Mm-hmm. But this is really stepping out to be different and do something different. That's why you and I are so I know, we're, we're all about spirits. change and trans- change leads to transformation. Amen. And then we, we, what happens is we um, totally look up one day and it's like, wow, we've extended love in an area that we thought we weren't able to. And it's like, no, I do have the love of God on the inside of me. I am able to extend grace and, and be merciful to others. And, we, and it's just that moment when you... Say, no, I can be someone different, and I am someone different than what I've been portraying to this point. I can make a different choice. I have a friend who um, she wrote on Facebook years ago, and I'm going to find a way someday to put this in a book or something. She said, you'd have to know the old me to appreciate the new me. Mm. And so so it really is in any given moment making a different choice. And it's that one little step at a time, uh, one little choice at a time that changes us. And the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so as we make make new choices, that's reflected in, in the thoughts that we're having, the feelings that we're having. So you say in your book, we need to think differently and respond differently in the moments that matter most. That's say right. more about that. That's right. And how does that happen? But by the word, mm-hmm. right? It happens by the word. And, and so it really is a what would Jesus do mm-hmm. moment? What would God do in, in this? And sometimes it's not the obvious, mm-hmm. which is why discernment is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you asked me about one of my favorite um, defining yeah. moments. And, and in the book, I, there's a devotional called stop. And I was in, I was at the bank and I was pulling up to pull some money out of the ATM. And there was a lady sitting in front of me and I could see her through the rearview mirror. And um, she was looking down. So she didn't know I had been sitting there for a moment. And so I, I don't know if you can politely honk, but I politely honked. And um, so she sped into the nearest parking lot and she got out and she was cussing and fussing, walking towards me. I was like, oh, God, this is not really about to go down <laughs> on the credit union parking lot. And um, but then I saw her tears and her frustration and her hurt and when she walked towards me in that moment, she just needed someone to stop and someone to help her. I mean, I mm. I, I eventually helped her fill out her banking mm. statement so she could make her a deposit because she, she was just – and in the book I talk about if a feather had fallen on her, she would have just shattered. Mm. We all have moments like that where we need others to come in and help us. But, but what happens when we're – when we're alone and it's just us and we just have to within ourselves um, make the decision and depend on the word of God that's on the inside of us and really be fueled from that and Mm -hmm. empowered by that. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so you, that was a defining moment where you could have um, gone toe to toe with her and uh, you know, Right. Met, met her where she was at, hollering. Right. There's and, some old stuff, <laughs> some new stuff. <laughs> yeah. I always say I'm originally from New York, and sometimes the New York right. comes out of me. But it's a defining moment. I can make a different choice. That, I can let the Holy right. Spirit uh, have his way right. in me today. And as I say in the book, 
if I can't stop for her, who will I stop for? I was trying to be to work early that day. Mm. But if she can't, mm. what I saw and experienced and witnessed, if that can't pull on my heart, on the God on the inside of me to stop and meet that need, mm-hmm. what will? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, how about you, Antoine? Uh, what defining moments do you have or uh, is a favorite defining moment? Hmm. That's a good one. I'm going to have to think. You'll need to think over the break. Okay, we're going to put you back on the spot over the break if you need a little more time. I think I have one. Okay, let's hear Um, it. Recently, my car got broken into, and when that happened, I was upset. I was angry. But then I remember um, just wanting the individual. I just wanted my stuff back. I was like, I don't want the person to be prosecuted. Don't want to see them have jail time. Um, but I wanted to, um, I just wanted my things. And so I remember as I, I've been wrestling with that all week because I've been recognizing things that have been missing that were taken. Mm. And so it was like, I remember how I was at that moment when it initially happened. And now as I see the progression of how putting the little credit agency reports up, um, books for my ballet teacher are missing like all of those things it's it's multifaceted so it helped me to see where I was Mm. and how I had shifted from beginning of the incident until then but I think what I see with a defining moment in that is allowing God to come in the midst of that situation Mm. and allowing him to work it out and allowing myself to take a step back and really seeing am I continuing to extend forgiveness Mm -hmm. because you know we at times extend forgiveness but then there's a continuation of forgiveness that needs to be extended and being willing to do that and so I've been seeing how God's been transforming me to though it was a situation that wasn't appealing and I was angry Mm -hmm. um, continuing to forgive and also seeing the beauty in that I mean my brother started revamping his whole yeah you got how to. he handled everything. Yeah, it holds up a mirror, huh? But it was an aha moment, yeah. and I think that is what I'm getting from defining moments. Is it's those aha moments, yes. those key moments in our lives where we can check in and see: Are we paying attention to what's really going on with us and mm-hmm. what's going on around us? Amen. Amen. And you say in your book, uh, Nicole. Uh, your book, Defining Moments, it's the correct defining of one moment that will define many moments to come. So it really is this ripple effect. One poor choice in a defining moment defines the coming moments. That's right. And so we can make a good choice inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it really does change the future. That's right. And I think when we we see of ourselves, no, I can respond differently in a moment, then we will start to practice Mm -hmm responding differently in the moments that matter most. Mm-hmm. And you were saying earlier, kind of reminded me of uh, when I shared the quote, and it's um, my classmate Yvette Gibson, I'll give her credit, from Westbury, mm-hmm. New York, who said you'd have to know the old me to appreciate the new me. There is this um, exciting moment where you see yourself behaving differently. Yes. You see yourself feeling differently, right. thinking differently, and you say, wow, right. I've praised the Lord. I've grown. I've changed. Thank you, God. You were working on me 
on this issue back then. And wow, I didn't even realize it, that one little defining moment at a time, the ripple effect over time. You look up one day and you see, yes, you are transformed. Yes, that's right. Yeah, amen. Well, I'm speaking with author and minister Nicole Davis. She's the author of a book called Defining Moments. And I also have in the studio Antoine Johnson, who was a recent participant in my Do Something Different for Change personal transformation retreat. We're talking about defining moments. And when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about boundaries, um, boundaries, 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 Here we boundaries. go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and so there may be some defining moments around our boundaries That's where right. we sometimes we need to say no. Sometimes we see, need to say yes. And sometimes people can really push our buttons. That's and right. it's a defining moment <laughs> to really work on those boundaries and be clear about those boundaries. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Nicole Davis will tell you everything you need to know about boundaries, but we're afraid to ask. This is Denver's all new 94.7 FM, The Word. One needs to look no further than today's headlines to understand the threats facing American schools. They remain soft targets for violent threats, and yet our schools go largely underprepared. Our children deserve the highest level of education in the safest learning environment possible. The SSI Guardian QAL, or Quick Action Lockdown, is the fastest and safest way to lock down a classroom. This revolutionary device provides schools with maximum locking protection while meeting all safety, fire, and building codes. Designed by the Leading lock experts in the world. The QAL is the only lock that meets Department of Homeland Security primer recommendations. SSI Guardian QAL now makes classroom lockdowns fast and safe with the red button. As a parent, you have every right to demand that your child is afforded the best classroom protection. Take action today by calling SSI Guardian at 877-878-5800 or go to guardianprotect.com. That's guardianprotect.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark. My guest is Nicole Davis of Their Still Life Ministries and author of Defining Moments. We're also joined by Antoine Johnson, a participant in one of my Do Something Different for Change personal transformation retreats. If you'd like to reach Nicole Davis of Their Still Life Ministries and author of Defining Moments, I'll have a link to her from my website, drpegradio.com. So, Nicole, the suspense is building. What are boundaries, especially in the context of uh, maybe only in the context of relationships? Um, What are boundaries? You know, boundaries, boundaries, first of all, are liberating. Mm -hmm. They provide freedom to us, freedom to actually live and operate in our true selves. Mm. Right. Right. A lot of times when we come to the table, we're trying to present someone that will be accepted by others. But boundaries, what I found in my personal life, that they have liberated me to be able to say no when I need to say no, as you said, yes, when I need to say yes, and really just put my true self out there and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm able to do. And guess what? It's okay, but this is what I'm not able to do. Mm -hmm. So boundaries are very um, liberating for us Mm -hmm. in all kinds of relationships. We're not just talking about intimate relationships between a husband and wife, but um, I know people who are business owners, and they need boundaries with their clients. Mm -hmm. You know, I did the work 
today I'd like to get paid today, not <laughs> six months from now. Right. I mean, just so we all need boundaries right. in all areas of our lives. Or even what we are willing to do and not willing to do. That's and for right. me, my background as a therapist, boundaries mm-hmm. are really important uh, in your professional role working with your clients, right. let alone helping your clients establish good boundaries is often part of their distress right. as they don't have them. So talk about kind of this metaphor of boundaries, um, in, in the context of walls versus fences. Tell okay. about that. Well, a lot of times when people have been hurt, um, misused, and, and there's hurt, um, unresolved hurt, unhealed hurt on the inside of them, they begin to build walls and say, so like let's say we're talking about a relationship with another person. If you do, if you always wear red, and never wear blue. I'll be okay because the last person who hurt me, their favorite color was blue. And I mean that 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 might sound simple, but that's really how it looks inside of relationships. Um, I'm going to build this wall because I don't want anyone to hurt me. So I'm not going to allow anything in or anything out. The danger in that is when we build those walls, all the negativity, all the unforgiveness on the inside of us. It has no way out. It has no way to escape, right? And then I'm just locked in with my own crazy hurt self (laughs) inside of my wall. Mm. But when we have fences or with gates, we can say, okay, I can open my gate and I can allow the the love that I need from others, the um, acceptance I need from others in, and usher what I don't need out. And and a lot of these principles that I teach from and have been for over 14 years come from multiple books, but Boundaries, of course, from the Boundaries book from Cloud and Townsend. So mm-hmm. I'm very thankful. If you're listening, shout out to you. Yeah, Cloud I hope Townsend. they're listening to my show. <laughs> That'd be excellent. Yes. I'd love to have you guys on as, a guest, as guests, too, if you're yes, listening. Yes. So uh, walls versus fences, we can build those really tall tall walls. Um, I never thought of that, that I'm keeping myself in. I'm trying to protect myself, but I'm actually locked in there. Uh, And certainly I've got the wall so high. Anyone I might want to come in who is safe Mm -hmm. can't climb over there. And one of the revelations the Lord showed me is even though he never leaves me, never forsakes me, Mm -hmm. when I have walls up, it hinders my intimacy with the Lord. He's still there with me, but I'm so shut down. I'm so self-protecting that I can't be open and intimate right. with the Lord That's either. Right. And right. so it's, it really is um, only really hurts us ourselves the most. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. And, and then I, and I, I'm pushing away change. Mm-hmm. I'm avoiding change because to shift from outside of my wall and break, allow the Holy spirit to break those walls down. I have to be wanting to change and do something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we know, um, Love is an important motive for boundaries, and you're saying it's liberating for ourselves, gives us freedom, um, but it's we really have to go beyond just freedom uh, for freedom's sake for, for my own you know right. pleasure, but right. really it's freedom to serve one another in love. Right. And That's I know right. you have the heart of a servant and a Amen. minister. Say Bless more about that. that. Yes. And so when we're talking about setting boundaries in love, before we can set boundaries, there needs to be relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's how God deals with us from a relationship perspective. Love has to be an intimate uh, relationship with the person has to be on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but also boundaries protect the love that I have in my heart for others. Um, because at some point in time when I don't have healthy boundaries, I risk someone coming in and violating me. Or that's how I feel. I feel violated mm-hmm. when in fact 
um, the way to fix that is to set up healthy boundaries. But during my time of violation, it, it chips away at the love and the compassion and the sensitivity that I have towards mm-hmm. others. So my healthy boundaries mm-hmm. protect my love and I can say no with a smile on my face mm-hmm. and still love you or say I'm not willing to do that today. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, my love is not affected by that. Right. And so those high walls really change who we are and who right. we were created to be in That's relationship right. In, in operating in love when you right. have those high walls up, that just doesn't happen. Right. Um, what are, what would be some of the other signs that we do need to set better boundaries besides being real resentful? You mentioned mm-hmm. that. Other signs that I need to set boundaries is that I'm always feeling stressed, pressed mm. or obligated. Mm. Okay. So, and, and I love it because in the book it talks about being able to give a wholehearted no rather than a half-hearted yes. Mm. Because in trying to fulfill that half-hearted yes, I either may not be able to come through on it or I'm going to do it half-heartedly or I'm going to do it in a resentful manner. Mm-hmm. Or real and passive-aggressive. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I know I remember Joyce Meyer saying sometimes we feel like we're doing the right thing or doing the God thing because we're tired and we're <laughs> stressed out. And, and she said, no, you're just tired and stressed out. That's <laughs> all. It's not necessarily the right thing or the God thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll feel resentful. We'll feel tired. We'll feel stressed. Those are all good red right. flags that we might need. Right. Or, and, and really shifting from who we are to not hurt someone else's yeah. feelings. Yeah. And then if, right there, if we go back to, to, to the love comment, if I see you need to make an adjustment in your life and I'm enabling you, that's sign that we need boundaries yeah. as well because I'm not mm-hmm. loving you if I'm enabling you to be the powerhouse that God created you to be, right? Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. Uh, I'm, I'm having light bulbs going off all <laughs> over the place and realizing, yeah, I, I think I need to work on my boundaries. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Antoine? Any of this um, striking a chord for you? It is. Um, I was just po- I just made a Facebook post about boundaries today and mm-hmm. just some of the hardships that I have been experiencing lately mm-hmm. and how I needed to, how drawing those definitive boundaries. And when they are crossed, having those conversations of, hey, I feel violated in this area. Can you please not do that? And then if it continues, then making some shifts accordingly. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me as a worshiper, when you were speaking, Dr. Peck, about how when we build those boundaries and how the Lord showed you how it oh, can, the walls. Um, how the walls, mm-hmm. excuse me, how that can impact the intimacy with him. It was just showing me how some of the trials that I've been experiencing. Um, in some ways, I was building walls. Mm-hmm. And I have to bring those walls down. Mm-hmm. So what I saw is the initiative for me, those walls that people do construct, um, they can destroy those walls through praising God mm, and praising amen. him through those situations. Amen. And it seems contrary. How do I praise through a trial and tribulation mm. or how do I praise when I feel so violated? Mm-hmm. But what I see is the Lord working in that area and showing how to establish proper boundaries, but also he feels what we feel. Right. So even though it may not necessarily make sense to the other person or at times it doesn't even make sense to us. It's just how we feel really going to the Lord about that and then just worshiping and praising him and allowing him to restructure the things that have been so unstructured for so long. Amen. I know, um, 
you're kind of giving me some insights. I've got all these <laughs> scenarios rolling in my head like a little movie now <laughs> of times where I felt resentful or put right. upon or like I needed to protect myself and I'm not going to get what I need. And one of the things the Lord helped me with when I was bringing that to him was he gave me a, a kind of a, an experience of me being wrapped up. And when my children were little, when they were toddlers, we'd go to the swimming pool and we'd wrap them in the big beach towels. Right. And they used to say, oh, wrap me up like a burrito. Right. And that was the kind of the image the Lord gave me of I was being you know wrapped up by him. And right. I was secure and safe. And I with that boundary and that comfort from him, I could navigate the world and not right. feel like I had to put walls up because right. he was the boundary for me. Exactly. And, you know, and I'll go back to the book to say that. They talk about God being a God of boundaries. I totally believe that mm. because he expresses to us. This is what I love. This is what I enjoy. This is what mm. I will do. Mm. But this is what I won't do. Mm. Amen. And he's very clear about that. <laughs> And he's adamant about that. Yes, he is. But Mm -hmm. we experience love from him as he shares that with us. And then we operate and live within that. And that's really a free, liberated life. Amen. And that's what you're saying is boundaries are about freedom and liberation. And we know God has boundaries in place for us. You know, the Ten Commandments Mm -hmm. are your form of boundaries of things we shouldn't do. And it's not God just being arbitrary just to keep us from having fun. He he sees all and knows all right. and sees how those boundaries keep us safe and right. enable us to enjoy right. more fellowship and intimacy with him and the blessings and the benefits That's right. that he has for us. And so our boundaries are good things. Yes. Um, when we come back from the break, we'll talk about some common myths around boundaries okay. and how um, people have a belief that if I have boundaries, it means I'm being selfish or if I have right. boundaries, I'm you know, means I'm antisocial. And certainly other people will try to manipulate us That's by right. critiquing That's right. our our implementation of boundaries. Right. When right. we start getting healthy and start putting good boundaries in, using God as our model, you might see some people falling away right. out of your life That's and they'll right. try to talk you out of keeping those healthy boundaries in place. Well, we're um, having a real rich discussion here. I'm I'm joined in the studio um, by Antoine Johnson, who was a participant in one of my Do Something Different for Change personal transformation retreats, as well as author and minister Nicole Davis, author of Defining Moments. We'll be back. This is Denver's all-new 94.7 FM, The Word. Schools can no longer afford not to invest in a professional, evidence-based, advanced safety education training program. It's the single most important decision and investment a school administrator will ever make in their professional career. When all else fails, training and preparation are the only things that will increase your chances of survival in a violent incident such as an active shooter or act of terrorism. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence Evidence-based advanced training programs tailored to your needs. While there are many basic training programs largely based on opinion and emotion, SSI Guardian is the only advanced training program of its type with an accredited continuing education unit, or CEU, issued by an accredited university. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training and solutions to learning institutions, faith-based, and professional organizations. To learn more, call SSI Guardian today at 877 877- 878-5800 or visit guardianprotect.com To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark 
Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. My guest is Nicole Davis, author of Defining Moments, and we're joined by Antoine Johnson, who was a participant in my most recent personal transformation retreat. If you want to feel excited and embrace lasting change in your life and confident and clear that you're moving in the right direction, you only have a few days left to register for my June 17th Do Something Different for Change personal transformation retreat in Denver. Go to drpegradio.com and click on retreat. And again, if you want to contact my guest, Nicole Davis, or purchase her book, Defining Moments, get more information about her, I have a link that will connect you with Nicole. Go to drpegradio.com to make that connection. So, uh, Nicole, we were talking about boundaries and how sometimes people will use our implementation of healthy boundaries as a way to manipulate us or kind of shoot us down when we're really doing something healthy that the Lord has modeled for us. That's right. Uh, What are some other myths? So, because people will tell you you're being selfish because they're used to you Mm -hmm. saying yes to everything. That's right. And now you're putting your healthy no in place and they're not getting what they want out of you. So one myth is really they're, they're, you're being selfish if right. you're if you have good boundaries. Uh, talk about uh, the myths surrounding boundaries. Okay, and and with that particular myth, it's interesting because boundaries actually increase our ability to care for others. Mm, say more about that. Yeah, and so it it opens up. It goes back to the love factor that as long as mm. I I'm not feeling um, taken advantage of or manipulated, it does free mm. wow. me to pull from and draw from my love tank. Um, Either I'm, either it's going to be me that's going to be miserable <laughs> or stressed out by trying to cover you um, with the things that you're just you're accountable for. Mm-hmm. The book talks about knapsacks versus boulders. Knapsacks, we all have to do that. We all have to get up and go to work. If you have small children, you have to make sure you feed them, take them to the doctor. And then we have boulders. Maybe that's the loss of job or loss mm. of a spouse or a loved one or something like that where we need help from others. Mm. But those knapsacks, we all need to carry them. And if I'm trying to carry mine mm. and carry yours and carry Antoine's, I love you, Antoine. I love him. Awesome man of God. But I can't carry your knapsack. need <laughs> <laughs> you to carry your knapsack. And we're all mm. um, being responsible and accountable for for those those intimate yeah. things that pertain to our lives. Yeah. So. And so we all need help uh, carrying boulders and right. we're supposed to mourn with one another and That's comfort right. one another with the same comfort the Lord has shown us. And so we're, we're accountable to one another as a body of Christ. And yet we're responsible for our own knapsacks. And when we start expecting other people to carry ours and then criticizing them when they don't, Mm -hmm. that's manipulation. So healthy boundaries are are a good thing. Right. And I'm responsible to you. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Mm -hmm. the boulders come in and being able to identify which is which. Amen. But I need to. And that's another thing. Consequences. If I'm always coming to your rescue for the things that you should be accountable for, you never feel the pain of your consequences. Mm. I'm actually feeling them. So <laughs> nothing provokes you to make change at right, all, right? right? Oh, I don't need to change. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> right. Everything's getting done. Well, <laughs> That's right. Nicole's over there doing it all for <laughs> That's you. That's right. Yeah. Amen. What are some other myths? Um, if I if boundaries are a sign of disobedience, they're not disobedience for not being rebellious. And as I shared um, earlier, God is God of boundaries and oftentimes what happens is we're being um, compliant on the inside but rebellious and resentful I'm sorry on the outside I'm I'm being compliant I'm Mm -hmm. giving my yes I can do it but on the inside is the resentment or the rebellious and like I really don't want 
to do this, but mm-hmm. I've already told you that I would. And in setting healthy boundaries, sometimes you just have to tell someone, you know, can I get back to you? Let me check my calendar. Let me mm-hmm. take a minute. Let me check on some things. Let me think about it rather than giving giving an immediate response. Mm-hmm. So that's a healthy yes. boundary. Yeah. <laughs> I've found that in areas where I feel I need boundaries and I feel taken advantage mm-hmm. of, that I sometimes go the other extreme and just say, no, 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 no. Right. But then I'm not operating in love either because right. it could be a boulder, as you put it, right. that I could help that person with. And I found that in growing through that process, where I offer to do it before I'm asked helps me feel less resentful. And okay. then I'm operating in love and then I'm able to offer to do what I can do right. instead of feeling resentful that I said yes to something that I felt was unreasonable. That's and right. so I'm sure everyone's going to have their own ways of kind of uh, trying these boundaries out, kind of trial and error, what feels right. And then again, ultimately, if you're led by the Holy Spirit, right. um, the loving thing sometimes to do is to say no. Right. Or the That's loving right. thing to do sometimes is to say yes. And God gives you the ability to, to help right. that person if he's directed you to do it. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Some other myths. Well, let's see. Here's one. If I set boundaries, I will hurt others. Okay. If I set Healthy or you mean boundaries. Be, be hurt by others? I will right. Mm-hmm. I will hurt others or be hurt by others. But our boundaries doesn't hurt others. Um it well, I'm sorry. Let, let me let me say say that another way. Our boundaries may hurt. Me setting a boundary on you may hurt. Thank you for that. But it doesn't harm you. Oh, okay. All right. There's and so there's an example <laughs> um, of if I go to the dentist and I have a cavity, he's mm. going to do some work on my mouth, right? And it's going to hurt. The process is going to hurt. Mm. But the process is not going to harm me. It's actually going to correct the problem and make me feel better. Wow. So no that pain, is a no gain. That's right. <laughs> that That's context. right. Okay. Um, Boundaries mean that I am angry, not necessarily it may appear that way to others. And that's why boundaries are so necessary. And we should make them again once there is relationship established. Because if we do it in our angriness, in our, inside of our resentment, you know, we might need to take a step back, mm-hmm. kind of work through how we're feeling, and then try to set that boundaries. We don't want to set boundaries in, ang- in anger right. because they won't necessarily be healthy boundaries. And that's a key thing. It's not just setting a boundary, just being able to say no, mm-hmm. but it's how we say no. It's why we're saying no. And it's being able to so that we can establish healthy relationships. And continue in healthy mm-hmm. relationship. Amen. And can you say a little bit about uh, our children and mm-hmm. their boundaries? Because a lot of what you're talking about, uh, sometimes we don't give children the the right to have boundaries, right. and that could actually be uh, dangerous, setting That's them right. up for true harm. That's right. Um, where a child can't say no because right. the adult told them to do something. Or uh, I, I, I have a little friend who's a toddler who um, sometimes she lets me hug her and mm-hmm. sometimes for whatever reason she's shy and runs away. Right. And so I'm giving her permission to have her boundary. Right. I know she loves me. I know we're little buddies. Right. But some days for whatever reason, she has that boundary. Right. And so give us some advice for how we can cultivate this because here we are um, – I, I think I'm probably the oldest one here in the room. Mm-hmm. Here we are, grown, full-grown adults, right. and I'm still struggling with boundaries. So how do we better equip our children? And, and Antoine, if you have any insights um, 
uh, as a as a young adult. I'll hear from you in a moment. But what thoughts do you have for equipping our children right. to learn right. this stuff? They can't read the book, but what, how can we model this for them? How can we encourage them? And and it's something because I um I, I think I grew up as that parent is not understanding how important boundaries were to little people. Mm. Um, being able to bring to life and give them a voice to say no because of everything that's going on in the world. There's some adults that if they're, you know, coming around them to harm them, we need to be able to free their no, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And to understand it's not necessarily them being rebellious. Right. But again, that's why it's so, discernment is so important. Yeah. So you can define either you're being rebellious yeah. or are they coming into themselves? And my son is that's 22 right. now, but I remember when he graduated from high school, someone gave me a word and said, okay, now you'll always be mama, but now you're in mentorship. Mm. And so even as he's, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, now 22, I became a mentor mm. to make sure that he had healthy boundaries or was still growing and developing healthy boundaries mm-hmm. as a young adult. And I think having um, boundaries as a young adult is so key in terms of navigating in um, the world today. And even with our children, um, the Lord gave me a word concerning my son before he's even born. I'm going to mm, name amen. him Solomon. Amen. And God told me to teach him about his free will and how with his free will, what comes with that. Mm-hmm. And what I saw is me as I've seen visions of me constantly having conversations with Solomon about his decisions and why he chooses what he chooses mm-hmm. and really empowering our children to have a voice. What's so powerful is when you give them a voice they have something that's meaningful to say. Mm-hmm. Right. Very true. Whether it's Very verbally true. or non-verbally, it right. means something. And having worked with children and getting ready to go work with some kids today, what I love about that is hearing what they have to say. Right. Amen. And just giving them the time. Amen. Amen. Well, we're, we're out of time. <laughs> it's been a great conversation. Nicole Davis, um, any closing words or advice or encouragement for us around boundaries and defining moments? You know, there's a part of my book where I talk about the time is now and any moment can be now. Amen. Any moment can be now to to be someone different and to advocate for something different in your life. And so I just want to encourage you define your moment and let it give birth to brand new experiences in your life. Amen. The Def- time is now. Def- the time is now. Define your moment. Yes. Give give yourself, give the young people in your life a voice. Uh, grateful to have you all share Thank your you so voices, much, share your having me. defining moments. Uh, Antoine Johnson, who's a gifted um, worship dancer, participant in one of my Do Something Different for a Change personal transformation retreats. Thank you. And Nicole Davis, minister and author of the book Defining Moments. And you can connect with her through my website, drpegradio.com. And listeners, if you're ready for change and want personalized strategies for getting unstuck and moving into your new season, Register now for my June 17th Do Something Different for a Change personal transformation retreat in Denver. Go to drpegradio.com and click on retreat. My guests have been Antoine Johnson and Nicole Davis, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark reminding you to live well. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, brought to you every week by SSI Guardian. To listen to previous episodes, learn more about Dr. Peg's mental health and safety workshops, or to register for an upcoming VIP personal transformation retreat, visit drpegradio.com. You can also purchase Dr. Peg's books, Do Something Different for a Change, and Doggy Tales, Lessons on Life, Love, and Loss I Learned from My Dog, online at drpegradio.com. And remember to join us every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 94.7 The Word FM for Living Well with Dr. Peg. FM Lafayette Denver Boulder. This is Denver's all new 94.7 FM, The Word, part of the Salem Media Group.